Hello and welcome to another episode of Drivel. It's not just another episode, this is a special episode of Drivel. But it's still another episode. It is, yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> I hate the way you just love talking up shit. You sound like an F1 commentator. What's that guy's name? The one that just sits and screams down your... Not Brundle, he's dull. I know you don't watch it, there's another one. And he just know, screams lost like me already. for everything. Before I have no idea. Started, he's screaming. Yeah, I, d- I don't watch F1, so I have no idea what he's saying. But it is a special episode. Double figures. What oh, an achievement. Tenth, tenth the tenth, episode. It's the 10th episode. Shit, so I've, I've carried on doing 10 episodes of you. That is an achievement, actually. I'm proud of that. You're proud of it. Yeah. Could you imagine how proud I am then? Hang on, wait, I can see your face. Yeah. Well, you you, you don't need to be proud. You've got it easy with me, mate. <laughs> Define easy. I'll keep this going. Okay. You keep telling yourself that. So I'm telling, uh, I'm telling the fans that. You tell you tell the fans that. Or all three of your fans, you tell them that. Um, so yeah, this is the automotive podcast brought to you by a couple of regular petrol heads who like to bicker, obviously. Can we not call ourselves semi professional now? No. We're in double figures. Can we finish introducing ourselves? Sorry. We are your hosts. He's Mo. <laughs> and he's O. I've been wanting to do that for ages. <laughs> you just rabbit on. See, that, that won't make sense, actually, because that came up in episode 11, which we recorded last week, but won't come out for another week. What came up in episode 11? Where you tried to do the he's Mo and, and he's O. Did you say episode 11? Yes. We're on episode 10, though. <laughs> You're, I know. So we already done d- double figures. I'm not. I'm not going to explain this to you again in terms of how this works. When we, we started, s- listen. When we started this thing, shit was supposed to be simple. Yeah, get a couple <laughs> of mics, chat shit, go home. And as far you're as overcomplicating, and this, as far I as you guess where you work, and as far as you are concerned, that is all you do. You turn up the microphone. Even today, you turned up, and the microphones were actually set up actually, for yes. you today. So, yeah, so you literally right. turned up. That's because you want to keep your job. Sat down. And here we are, I pressed record and you are now talking absolute bollocks into the microphone. So you're worried about me replacing you. So, episode 10, special episode, it is our Q&A episode. Forget that, how many CV and applications did we get? Zero. Next question. I'm definitely not chatting shit. Nobody wants to sit opposite you in the room. I need the password for the Instagram account. I can give you the password for the Instagram account. That is not going to change the facts. Did you get abused by one of our listeners, by the way? Did I get abused by one of our listeners? On Instagram, did you get some messages? Um, I get get quite a... I'm not abused, actually, but... I, I got I got some messages. Did there, there was comments? Sorry, I, I got some comments. Did you see that brilliant, brilliant story interaction um, with uh, somebody who was trying to sell us? Yes, Bitcoin I did with bitcoins. Oh my god, you got yeah. more patience than I have. I tell you that. That was great. I did it for yeah, fun. It yeah. was a Saturday night. It was quiet. To be, I mean, that's what I do in in, in Saturday night in lockdown. Yeah. I uh, I entertain Bitcoin traders on on so Instagram you do outside of lockdown as well. Well, yeah, to be fair, I don't have Life really hasn't changed for you much since lockdown, really. You know? No, this is true, other than other than I, I now use the excuse of lockdown to not go anywhere, other than to obviously meet you and record these sessions. Yeah, you don't have to make any more excuses, do you? I don't have to make any more excuses, but I, I totally forgot where we were. Yeah, that's it, Q&A. It's our Q&A episode, and you were asking me if I got abuse on Instagram. Why? It's not mine. It's not your Instagram account. Oh, yeah, the point, Drivel Instagram account, so yeah. you would get abuse. We, we're fine. As a collective, we are tolerable. Yeah, actually, yeah. You on your own, on yeah, the other yeah. hand. I'll make you work, so it's all right. Yeah, something something like that anyway. Um, so yes, today is our 10th episode, Q&A episode, and we have said that for this episode, we aren't going to have a disclaimer. So thank, thank God for that. You've waited. You didn't say that, actually. I didn't know we weren't going to have this. I was waiting for you to come up. No, actually, no, I, I thought have... all the drivel we've done before, you might have forgotten about it. No, no, I, I did say it. You clearly just shows that you don't listen, right? I, I to have... you, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I clearly have said before that we're going to drop the disclaimer for this episode so that if any of our listeners want actual advice from us, then they can ask us for advice. 
So that means after this episode, we don't have to use the disclaimer at all. Why? We're not doing Q&A episodes for the rest of Dribble's life. Yeah, but we're still about to give some advice, I, I take it. We are. Do you know why? I'm looking through you. So you haven't seen the questions. I've only just seen them today. They've been submitted to us over the last couple of weeks. So um, before I get into those questions, thank you, everybody who's submitted questions into us, has interacted with us. As usual, thank you for the likes, for the interaction. Thank you for all the listens and the shares. Um, we do want to grow our audience. We want to continue to grow our audience. Um, so, you know, as we've said before, the best thing that you could possibly do, if you want to support the show, if you like our drivel if we manage to make you laugh if we make you smile if we make you question why we even do this um, any of those reasons the way that you can repay us and say thank you is a couple of things if you listen on apple podcasts go on to apple podcasts give us a five star rating and say whatever you like we seem to be stuck on 20 reviews if we could get to 25 reviews after this episode that would be amazing Ed, then we can sell the show i'm not sure we could would you want to sell the show why would we want to sell the show we could sell, we could sell advertising rights. We could sell advertising, yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll, maybe that's what's in store for us next year. We don't know. Um, but you know, we we do this because we are petrolheads, as we say. Uh, we like spending this, uh, as, as crazy as that sounds, with O in the room. We like spending this time you together just to talk it, rubbish, and uh, you know, it, we enjoy what it is that we do, and we hope you enjoy it as well. We we love entertaining you guys. Um, so if you do find this show entertaining then please, please leave us a five-star review and leave us any comment you like. Fine, you can wish us a Merry Christmas, you can wish COVID upon us, anything Why in between. Why would want to do that? Oh, well, anything in between. They might hate us, they might love us. We don't know. Um, well, we're as not long as you're listening, don't really care. Exactly. As long as you're listening, we're not overly bothered. Uh, so so please, please do that. If you can't do that because you don't, uh, you don't, you don't listen on Apple um, and you're an Android listener or something else, then whatever platform it is that you are on, there will be the option of some kind of rating system or no, for you to that's subscribe. Crap, that's the crap thing about Android. You can't rate on like Google Play. Yeah, so you can either rate which is what I said, or you can subscribe. There will be an option for one or the other. Whatever it is that you can do, please do it. If you can do both on whatever platform you listen on, do both. Great. That would be fine. Um, so, yeah, if you could refrain from picking your phone up and then dropping it on the table so that the mics pick up the sound, that would also be good. Just like to um, remind our listeners, we're not professionals. <laughs> Who's doing a disclaimer now, eh? Hey, hey, hey. So, yeah, thank you for the support you've given us. Please continue to support us. Now, Are going you back. Off a script? No, I'm not reading off a script. This is just how professional I am at being unprofessional. So. You're a professional driveler. I am a professional driveler, which is why we're doing this show. So, what I want to do, though, before I go into the questions, I want to point out that a number of our listeners clearly don't listen to the disclaimer. Or they do listen to the disclaimer, they do listen to the show, they pay attention. They don't listen to us. And for some bizarre, maybe that as well, because for some bizarre reason, we've had people genuinely asking us for advice and opinions on buying cars. Yes. And so, the very first... Are the badge wankers out in effect? Sorry? Are the badge wankers out in effect? Um, Not a single badge was mentioned. Actually, no, there was. There was a brand mentioned. And it wasn't a... It actually gives you an opportunity, I think, to vent. Okay. Um, but before we get to that question, let's get to the questions where someone genuinely is asking us. As wait, hang on. If I haven't seen the questions, right? Yeah. So am I allowed to guess who asked them? No, because they've come from an array of of our listeners and fans. There'll be people you don't know. Oh, that's true. Actually, we've only got like 
50 listeners. <laughs> 50, followers. 50 Instagram followers. 50 followers, yeah. No, we had, some, we had some questions emailed in as well. People managed oh. to track down that crazy email address of ours, drivelpodcast2020 at gmail.com, oh, and that. send us an okay. email. Wow. Amazing. So thank you to the person that did that, because that's quite an, quite an achievement. Went to quite a lot of trouble to submit a question, so we will make sure we answer it, I think, I hope. Right. We'll, we'll see. Anyway. Come on then. Drum roll. So, first question we were asked is, Best car for £2,000 or less? Depends what you need it for, but Toyota Yaris. Great. Right. It's a great question because, as I said, I've just seen these today. And and so I've had a little bit more time to think about it than you have, admittedly. And that came into my mind as well. But the the point is, it depends what you want to use that car for. Yeah. I mean, look, to to be fair, for two grand, you can get a a lot of car for your money, actually. You can get a lot of car. But it really does depend what you want. But... Without, with all due respect, if you're looking to spend two grand, you're going to want something that's going to be reliable. Yeah, I assume. Yeah, and, and, and actually cheap yeah. to run. Because if you're only going to spend £2,000 on a car, like, we can only assume you haven't got £2,000 a month to fix it. or To fix it, anything. repairs, and you know you don't want like a three, four litre engine. You need something that's reliable and economical and practical. And to be fair, I can't. why, why would you look beyond Toyota Yaris? The only reason you might look beyond oh six plate one for sale actually seventy seven thousand full service full service toy full toy service history recent clutch change eighteen hundred pounds this one point three right mate get in touch this, I'll give you a drivel discount use the code drivel twenty twenty for a five percent discount. <laughs> This episode, this Q&A episode is not a, a way for you to go and sell dodgy used cars that you Mate, not only are we giving them advice, we're helping them out as well, see? So I yeah. see your Toyota Yaris and I raise you a Ford Focus. You can't raise, ooh, yeah, but that's going to be a Mark 1. And no, no, not for 2000. You can now get a Mark 2 Ford Focus. Oh, actually, you can. I've got one of them as well, actually. <laughs> Mark 2 Ford Focus, 90,000 miles, full service history, cam belt just changed, £1,200. So you could actually, if you wanted, to, if you wanted to spend two thousand pounds, and by the way, that's the engine I would recommend. So, so going back to your point around, yeah, you don't want the diesels. Um, you want something that's not very complicated or, or expensive to run. Now, diesels, of course, are cheaper to fuel, but the reality is that they're, they're more complicated engines. So that the, the what you may save in fuel, and and may being the operative word here, what you may save in fuel, you're likely going to have to spend on maintenance. You don't, want a diesel, you don't want a £2,000 diesel. No way. No, you, you want don't. a little 1.3, 1.6 engine, petrol, clean, easy to maintain, easy to run. Yeah. So Just, so if yeah. you need something that's a little bit bigger than a Yaris, i.e. you want to forego the 17 cup holders for some more usable back seats and a slightly bigger boot that you might get, Ford Focus would be my recommendation. Yeah, that's true, actually. But, you know, the back seats in the toilet, they do slide forward and back. But I'll tell you what else you could get. Wow. Tell you what that's else actually, you get. I'm genuinely surprised at that. Yeah, they yeah, can slide yeah. forwards and backwards. Yeah, yeah, they slide forwards and backwards. Not, so who would want to ever slide them forwards? People with no legs. extra Audi bag in there. An extra Audi bag. Oh, yeah, this is how you measure boot capacity, yeah. isn't it? Audi shopping yeah, bags. Yeah, Audi bags, not in litres of water. <laughs> no one carries water around with them. We see the hats or Audi so, shopping bags. Yeah, or suitcases. Or but suitcases. you can get that. But actually, you know what? You, you said focus. The first, you know what it is the Mark Two is a decent. It is a, all, all, a, of the, all of them were. The only issue with the, the Mark, Mark One is that it's a bit old. It's old in the interior. Man. Yeah, come on, that you would not want to sit in that all day long. As an interior, I agree. It's, it's it, it, it is aged a lot. But as a car, but it's a good car though. It's a good car, but still, you know, what? if you if you're looking to spend two grand, I would stick to something that's like Jazz. The other one is the Honda Jazz. Yep, that was going to be my other, and I and I would put that into the. That's kind of an in between bracket because the Honda Jazz is really well packaged on the outside. It's it a is. small car on the inside. inside it's, it's actually big. quite big. Yeah, it's very big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well proportioned as well. I don't know if the seats slide forward and back in the back of that though. 
Because I suspect, because the boot is probably smaller than the Yaris. If, if the Honda Jazz is anything like the Honda Civic of the same era, what you have in the back seats is you have this kind of floating bench arrangement, which means that underneath the rear seats, you've actually got space to put stuff. Yes, you do. Which is you cool. Do, yeah, yeah, yeah. You do have a lot of space. You've got that, you've got that in the Yaris as well, actually. Is There's like, a lot of space underneath the seats. Yeah, they're just yeah. like bars. <laughs> you can keep small animals in prison. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I think that's... I mean, let's say for £2,000, if they wanted something that's a bit more sporty or... Yeah, yeah. They, they don't want something that's A practical. weekend car. Yeah, the weekend for a car for two grand. i am going to recommend something, and you're probably going to kind of kick off about it, actually. And I just want to check quickly to see whether this is something that's available within within budget. So, go on, you talk about what your recommendation would be. For what? T- the only real thing I think you could get is maybe... A Hyundai Coupe or a Toyota Sleeker. I mean, the, the, the Sleeker's not very exciting. They say, everyone seems to think a VVTI engine's like amazing, but it's not really. I mean, the Sleeker doesn't really look very good. But I mean, that's the only two-door. Well, actually, you could get you could get a coupe, BM Coupe, but we, well, uh, we, two we, grand. We, we've spoken about this before. This kind of um, modern classic tax and i think any decent bmw coupe is going to be affected by that and then yeah, and then yeah. also back to the point of if you're spending two thousand pounds on a car you probably want something that's reliable yeah, um, and it's yeah, going to cost you a fortune good, to repair yeah. and, and actually i think a lot of the german manufacturers are going to fall into that bracket so you what you could get you, you don't get them anymore honda prelude if you could get one for two thousand pounds, I'd be surprised. I think they're starting to attract a bit of a premium as well. But that's a good. Show. I think the Mark One, the, the first generation, the, round the second one, one. yeah, so there's the, the round one, one or the square one. Yeah, the frog one didn't have much love. No. So my recommendation, if you're looking for a weekend car, something that's a bit of fun, my recommendation would be a Mazda MX-5. Japanese. Yeah, I can't. Reli- I can't argue with that. I'm not gonna. It look, I don't like it, but it's a good. It's a good, reliable, practical, fun well, it's, car. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah a, you can't really two, two seat a real wheel drive. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, so two, two seats a real wheel like drive. But uh, uh, yeah. So, so so there we go. I think we've, that's a pretty good yeah. selection. Actually, to the MX-5 is, is is good. Yeah, yeah. So if you want a weekend car in MX-5, if you need something small, a Toyota Yaris. If you need something that's not so small, maybe a Jazz. And if you want something a little bit bigger to carry more people around, a Ford Focus. That's yeah. how you could spend two thousand pounds. Very well, I would yeah. say. And you're not to be fair, you're not going to need much bigger than a Ford Focus if that's your kind of budget. I mean, and yeah, you're not really going to get any bigger than that. I mean, you could get no. I'm not even going to talk about what you could get for two grand in like a a Audi A4 size because they're just going to be shit. I mean, you can you could buy the the doggiest of all doggy BMW X5s if you want to, but yeah, no. then you're going to replace. X5, no, you're not getting an X5 for two grand. You, you no, would, not it, any. It'd be it'd be a heap of shit, and it would actually need a lot of work. No, I mean, it wouldn't run. I don't think it would run. You won't, you won't get one for that. No chance. No chance. You but, could, but the point could you, is, could you get a? The point is, don't be lured in by a, a cheap badge. So for two grand, I can buy a BMW this or a Mercedes yeah. that. Actually, no. I wouldn't do that. If you wanted a fun car, I'll tell you what you could get for two grand. He's pointing at me now. It'll be serious. It'll be a little bit rough <laughs> around the edges and that, but you could get one running. You could get the uh, Mini Cooper S R fifty three. Yeah, but again, right? Um, not the most reliable. No. Plagued by electrical faults. No, yeah. And a, and a very dodgy power steering. Well, it's pump. got a Daewoo engine in it. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's a good point. But but yeah, I, th- I think that sufficiently answers our first question yeah. for, for for our first listener. And then just on that subject of where would you spend or. or tell me how to spend my money. We had somebody come in at slightly, I wouldn't say the opposite end of the spectrum, 
But at a different end of the spectrum, let me just find the question in my list here. Um, best used performance four-seater for £20,000. So they've explicitly said it needs to seat four people or more, and it's got to be a performance car, and you've got £20,000 to spend now. Hmm. So when they're saying best four-seater, I'm assuming they need all four of those seats, right? Yeah. and, so and four explicit- adults, yeah? And it explicitly says performance car yeah. as well. So first of all, no coupes. Because no coupes Agreed. actually really fit four people. Not not for, yeah. not for, not, not for any decent journeys if you were doing a no. quick trip somewhere dropping some people off at the train station maybe yeah, yeah quickly, then yeah, you could yeah, put no. people in the back but if you want to do anything longer than say half an hour journey then even the most roomiest of coupes get a bit claustrophobic mm. in the rear for 20 grand i've got a suggestion uh, this is a bit of a, uh, a left week because uh, i think the obvious suggestions oh, are the obvious ones and we know the obvious ones yeah, yeah so a bmw m3 yeah. saloon right the e90 shape a C- c63 the 6.2 engine one and then the audi offering which would be the rs4 Four. but for 20 grand I, you'd be yeah. looking at the uh, the b uh, the b7 rs4 which is the, there's nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that at all it's just a little bit older than the rest yeah, so the c63 yeah. and the m3 would be around a 2010 yeah. whereas the yeah. rs4 would be around 2006 2000 yeah, 2006. But you're not really getting anything newer for 20 grand performance, right? No, not, you know, not really. You could, you could actually, and you probably... actually no, there is something you could get slightly newer. I've got, I've got another option. Uh, wait, what I was going to say is in in the older one, but you could actually get a very, 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 very sorted, looked after Rover 220 Coupe Turbo. Oh, you could probably get it about three of those. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Oh, you, no, no, no. You could get the Rover 620 Ti. There you go. But no, what I was going to say, you could get a very sorted, well looked after E39 M5. Yes, you could. That's a good show. At 20 grand, it will be, it will be mint. It will be, yeah. It'll be a very, very good example. Yeah. And actually, but it is a little go- bit old though. Yeah, but, you're talking 20 years old for that. But that is, to be fair, an iconic car. I think that's one car that it doesn't really matter. It, it, it will never age or it just, yeah, t- timeless design. The engine, the yeah, design, yeah. the drivetrain, the chassis, everything. It had a diff that didn't explode every time it went over. Went round a corner. Went round a corner, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's a good shout as well. Um, but you said if we were to go newer. Now, the, the definition of performance actually is something to consider. So we've gone for like creme de la See, creme top end. Yeah, those, you're saying they're a bit more than performance. Yeah, yeah. so... And, and here's my suggestion. I've got, I've got, I've actually got two which are slightly out of the box. If you want to still go performance, performance, same vintage, like we're talking 2010. Yeah, but just before you get there though, what? So what are we classing as a performance? So, so let me go with my top end of the line, like you know the M, the AMG, yeah. the RS, or yeah. whatever. Uh, the Japanese equivalent to throw into the mix would be the Lexus ISF, five liter V8 saloon car, usable seats. Uh, automatic gearbox, which is a decent automatic gearbox for once in a Lexus, makes a great noise, 450-odd horsepower. It's the more reliable alternative ISF, yeah? to the, all the cars that we said, yeah. Yeah, but it's boring. Like, you say performance, performance car, and you say Le- Lexus isn't, they're not, they're not, the ISF, the ISF they're not is. engaging or exhilarating. The ISF oh, is. The noise yes, it is. is. In a straight line, maybe, mate. They're not, they're not right, I mean, they're not a very nice place to sit either. That what that I will give you the, the interior is a little bit typical Japanese compared to the Germans, yeah, but it's, it's not something to ignore for twenty grand. I, I I've I've test driven one, and it wasn't the right car for me, but I definitely enjoyed my test drive of one. 
You know, you know why. You know what I don't like about Lexus performance ones is I think they just make it for the sake of making it. I mean, that's a. We were talking about Infinity before. That's Lexus is a big car. Any of them you take now, mm-hmm. they're big cars. They're heavy cars, and they seem to think just sticking a big lump in it will make it work. No, it no, doesn't no, no, really no, work no. like no, that. The, the, the ISF is a bit different. It's got a good chassis. Depending on which one you get, it comes with a, a, a decent limited slip diff as well. They're they're very very well sorted. They, they really are. I'd like to, yeah, but you, you test drove it on the road, yeah? Yeah. But a performance vehicle by, you know, on the road is, is a pointless. But I'd like to see, actually, I have seen what they like on the track. And they do, as soon as you take them on the track, they don't keep up with a lot. Yeah. I get it's a big saloon, mm-hmm. but my argument is in a big saloon, you don't really need what you need of... of V10, a V8 for, yeah? Yeah. You're, most, you're not going to be hanging it around the corner on that. But so, so let me give you my, my alternative kind of um, out-of-the-box suggestion, yeah. which would be a Jaguar. I was, do you know what? That was on my mind, but the one I had on my mind, I'm not sure if you can get it for 20 grand. Right. So um, the Jaguar I'm thinking of is the Jaguar XE. So it's the newer... Smaller sa- baby. Saloon one, the baby one. Yeah. And they do an XCS in that, which has got the six-cylinder... I think it's supercharged. Yeah, it is supercharged, and that launched in 2015. So it's a newer car, and you can now pick them up for 20 grand. 20 grand is at the bottom of the market, I believe. Doesn't supercharge only come in the R's? No, right? So this is the six-cylinder supercharged. The R's are eight-cylinder supercharged engines. So if you're thinking XFR, that's a a big five-liter V8 supercharged. But when we're talking like performance car, this will be plenty of performance. It's like See, mid three hundreds horsepower. Yeah. I thought the XC was too too new to be, to get for twenty. No, grand, I mean that's that's the great thing about Jaguars. They depreciate massively. You could get an XFR as well, by the way. But again, you're going slightly older. You're going 2011, 2012 for twenty grand. But if you want to go slightly newer, two thousand fifteen onwards, they uh, are nice. The but you know what? The thing with the Jags, you have to get them in the right color. Otherwise, they can look a bit miss. Yeah. But, I, but the thing is, performance, if you're thinking performance, right, like you said before, this day, these days on the road, 250 brake, mm-hmm. more than enough performance. Yeah. More than enough. So I think if you don't, if you didn't go for the the sports versions of all of these cars we're talking about, you could still pick up ones that have got enough power for you to do what you need. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I agree with that, but, but I think yeah. That's pre- yeah, I think that's pretty much. I don't think there's four seater. There's not much else. I don't really. Kia's yeah. a two. You're not getting a Kia. No, you wouldn't get a Stinger at this point. Uh, for, for Fords 20, don't have. You could the Mondeo. They don't do the don't ST do a hot Mondeo anymore. anymore yeah. Otherwise, I would have. I would have thrown the ST20 in the mix, but they don't do that anymore. No, they don't. Actually, mm-hmm. four seats. Yes, you could get an RS. RS what? Focus. Oh, Focus RS. You could get one for 20 grand. You could and get a Focus a Mark RS. Three, no, Mark Two. I'm not sure. You'd get one. You would get one. And you know what? That'd this is on the rental offerings and all the other offerings. Yeah, yeah. That would be, a, that is a very, very, yeah, very, I mean, I mean, they perfected the, the front wheel drive limited slip diff. They did, yeah. That's no a good point. We, like we haven't even explored hot hatches yet, and that's a whole entire genre. We stuck to kind of like saloon car. Yeah, type yeah, thing, yeah. So. I'm just thinking of the budget yeah. and getting the most you can for it. You yeah. get a very good one. Yeah, hot those. hatches are a good shout as well. Which oh. then, which then naturally, I think, brings the Golf GTI into the mix. But I'd say the Focus RS is a better car than the Golf it's GTI. It's a better car. It's a bigger car. I think as well, a bit more practical as well. Slightly, yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, of the ones we said, to be fair, if if age, if you weren't worried about age, 
E39 M5 for me. Yeah, and that's probably a solid bet from a depreciation perspective as well. Yeah. You won't yeah. lose money on that. Yeah. Otherwise, then I think what you said, the, the, otherwise, like what you said, the Jag, I don't think you could go wrong with, you can't go wrong with the Jag. Yeah. Because it's actually VW, you mentioned GTI, they don't really offer much above the GTI, do they? Not really. In their saloon, so what do they do? They still do the Passat? No, it's, it's called the Artian now. Which isn't is a that, nice looking isn't thing. Isn't that the electric? No. They used to do a Passat R36. They did, yeah, yeah. For about two years. Yeah, it came and went. And that, it was in the CC Passat. No, it wasn't. It yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, did, they didn't, I don't think they did a CC R36. They did an yes, R36, yes, but they did CC. It was a, uh, I know, because my cousin had one. It was an R30, so I'll just check VW... Uh, let me just check on my phone. VW... It's okay. Uh, us and the listeners can just wait whilst you research R36 something on your phone. Passat. It wasn't the CC model. The Passat CC came on came about afterwards. It was a nice looking thing, and that's been that's what's oh, now sorry, been replaced right. by no, the Artian. But it's still a nice looking thing. Yeah, that was the last of their big saloon performance. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, there will be an Artian with a four four cylinder turbocharged engine in it, which has like two hundred and something horsepower, I'm sure. And to your point, two hundred fifty plus horsepower is, is enough, and you could probably get one of those for twenty grand, I imagine, as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, that would be Volkswagen's offering. But I, again, to, to that listener submit that question, I think we've given them sufficient choice there. Yeah, yeah. So let me just pull up my questions. So here we go. We had two separate people ask a very, very similar question, but I'm going to ask them both. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to start with the one that gave us uh, less limitations. So, so the question was, what is your dream car and why? Ooh. He's gone quiet. You had to think about that. Ooh. I've got a mind off the top of my head immediately. One car that if I was able to get hold of, it would be the Lexus LFA. I mean, I'm, I'm starting to oh. sound like a Lexus fanboy in the last yeah, few episodes. You are, and I'm you not really, fanboy, but yeah. they have like, made a few special cars. And the LFA is one of the most special cars ever made. And the reason that would be my dream yeah, car, actually, yeah. first of all, I've never heard one in real life. I'd love to, but just go and watch a few YouTube videos of a Lexus LFA at kind of at, at full wide open. You we just need to listen to it. That's what I mean, and and, and hear hear the sound it makes, and it's phenomenal. Do you know what does it, it look great LFA. as well? The fact that they had to make a digital dash because they couldn't keep up with how quickly the engine revs. Yes, yeah. Oh, that's just crazy. Yeah, but and it's a V10 engine as well, yeah. right? So how to have a a manic, fast, high revving V10 engine? It's it's effectively a Formula One level yeah, of technology yeah, yeah, yeah. for the for the road. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's insane, and yeah. there's so I mean I don't know how many they they produced, but they didn't make many. No, and they I think the whole com- story behind it, like. It took- they, Ten years, and they lost so much money as well. Oh, on each they, one. yeah, yeah, ridiculous. It was it was a marketing exercise. Yeah, yeah I'm not yeah. sure what it's achieved in the long run, but I'm glad they made them because I can now answer this question of what is your dream car and why with Lexus LFA. Why? Because the noise is incredible, and because I very much doubt I would ever see another one anywhere. Yeah, you've I've, I've, yeah, that's probably one of the cars you've very really, really well. I don't know where you would see that. I think already. I might have seen one at a motor show when they were first launched, yeah, and that yeah, was yeah. it. Yeah. My, to be fair, I can't. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't want to have to agree, but I think the LFA. Actually, no. To be to be fair, for me, it'll have to be a Ferrari. Okay. It'll have to be a Ferrari, um, and it would probably be a toss up between the three five five. Okay, your uh, yeah, f- yeah, f- yeah, or the four five eight. Right. Okay. And the reason be, uh, Ferrari is just a. I don't. I, in my opinion, I don't think you know. And you've got like these. 
supercars, hypercars, Lycans are about, and it's cars that you know do a lot more. But nobody really matches the Ferrari pedigree. It they in, do they I agree they on do. the road in motorsport. Yeah, their history, everything. I I agree. They have a pedigree that that is very uh, unmatched yeah. by I, most actually others. no. I'm going to change my mind. Oh, really? After all I'm that, after, after the whole speech about pedigree yeah. and the fact that you chose a Ferrari 355 in your depreciation hero list, losing you the game, but just <laughs> so that you could have a 355. You're now changing your mind. Yeah. And there's a reason behind it. GT40. Oh, the original. The original. Why? Because yeah. these boys came out of nowhere and took it to Ferrari and beat them. Have you seen the film? I uh, know. I want to watch it. I haven't seen it yet. Right. I, I want I, to, I su- but... I suggest, one, that you do, and when you do, have a box of tissues near you. Yeah. So you I know the story being that behind it. Yeah, yeah but, but, yeah, but yeah. like, I think that's... It's actually quite emotional. I'm not going to tell you why mm. and when. Obviously, mm. if you know the story, you know the story. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, such an incredible film. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, but yeah, and, and that would be my dream car. Why? Because that car achieved something yeah it did it's about the kind it did do it but actually i actually i actually had he's I've pointing actually, at me again he's kind of passionate he's getting, well i've actually i've been lucky enough to have owned my dream car have you yeah so what, remember, the rover 220 <laughs> <laughs> no but remember we were talking before in 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 the about the seven that i had the seven the e38 yeah. 740v8 yeah and yeah. i was so when i was 21 22 when i first bought the e38 728 that i had yeah, poverty spec stuck some M parallels on it. That's because I watched um, Transporter. Mm-hmm. Watched, that, I thought that's what I'm getting. So I bought that, and then at the time, BMW car magazine was around, and I saw a E38 in there, Mora metallic, um, cream leather, matching piping. It was a, M- a 740. Sport, and I looked at that, and it had a massive centerfold spread on it. They were using it as a as a used um, E38 buyer's guide they had it on there and I looked at that car and I said you know what I'd love to have that car one day and, and actually just just, have just, just for the listeners actually that the colour that you call more metallic is actually that uh, it's, a, it's a shade of purple yeah. which when I say it like that sounds like something Barney the dinosaur would drive <laughs> but actually it was a very very well judged paint colour for the car very, you know what? I set that E38 off like there was no tomorrow. Yeah, so game. I saw that, and as a 21 year old, 22 year old, I was like, and I had one at the time. I was like, listen, I want, I want that car. I want that car one day. And I think probably seven, eight, nine years later. Um, was it which one was it? Seven, eight, or nine? nine oh, eight, about seventy percent. Yeah, yeah, about seventy percent of that figure <laughs> could have been ten years later. But um, I was on a forum, E thirty. Yeah, I just happened to join an E thirty eight forum because I started thinking, you know what, yeah. I'm going to find it's time to find uh, another E thirty. Yeah, I'd got rid of the the set the seven two eight ages ago, um, and there was a guy. There was a there was a topic on there. Some guy in the four sales head, and he all he put on there, he put seven forty. Uh, E38 for sale, Mora Metallic, put the re- and he didn't put the registration number in there, he said the year, and he gave it a very brief description on it, and it had, um, and he described it as needing a new petrol tank, petrol tank was leaking, and he had it on there for £500. I didn't wow. ask, and I knew straight away what car it was. I just knew. Message the guy there, give me your bank details, send you the £500 or however you want it. He was like, look, do you need pictures or anything like that? Because I hadn't put any pictures up. I goes, look, take the money. Nobody else is getting that car. I was, I was in Reading at the time. The car was in Ma- uh, Rotherham. 
Carl oh, so, was in, in so, Rotherham. So who did he steal it from? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Sending the money and stuff, everything. And he said, like, do you want to see that? I said, no, I don't want to see the car. Just tell me, is there any major issues externally or anything like that with it? And he was like, no, nice, this and that. And he sent me one picture in the end before. And I didn't even go up to see it. I had my mate go and collect it. He had a flatbed. He went and collected it. And then I went up to Manchester to collect it. And there it was. Mate, there it was. And so you, you got know, your dream car for 500 pounds. 500 quid. Put some petrol in it, started leaking. For all right, I need to get it home now. Phoned up the AA, said, just come to Manchester. I'm about to go home and I got a leak in my tank. So they came and put me on a flatbed. Took me about six hours to get back home. Brought her home, parked her up, and I had that car for a very, very long time. But that, I had. I've been lucky enough to have my dream car. Awesome. That's pretty cool. So... The next question then, which builds on that, is effectively the same question, but it gives us a few parameters. So it says, your dream car that you could never, that you can't replace. So it's not like it's a dream car just for the weekend and you have something else. This is be, this is the car that you will drive every single day. You can't modify it beyond what you, you get. And That's also question, beyond though. routine maintenance, which by the way, you have to pay for, for the life of the car, there's nothing else that you can do. So literally, it's the car is gifted to you. So we you. can't do anything ourselves to it. You can't modify the car. You can no, no, you, as in maintenance. You, you can maintain it yourself, okay, right? Okay, right. But I guess the point that they're, 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 this person is trying to get at when they ask the question is, it can't be something so unreliable that you drive yeah, it yeah, once yeah, or yeah, twice yeah, a year yeah, or something yeah. special, then put it away. It doesn't matter if it's broken. It no, no, it's got to be driven. Yeah, not a dream like a car that you drive every single day, out. and you're willing to put up with it and run it every single day. I know, I know That's mine. That's a good question, actually. I know mine. Yeah, this is unfair. You've had time to think. I haven't had long to think. Probably about an hour more than you have. Which I appreciate is still longer. And the rate at which your brain kind of operates. Is, that's like... You well, know, you know years. what you want, so go on then. The Audi RS6. The car that I put into my 500k dream car garage. Really? Yeah, I, I would. Um, you know, that, that for me is as fast as a supercar... As practical as any practical car you'd like. It's an estate car and it's a big estate car as well. So decent sized back seats and a decent sized boot. So if you've got changing circumstances, you know, if you need to move furniture or if you want to go for a hoon on your own, it can do both of those things. Hmm. Um, it will it will be as reliable as any other German car, which oh, by oh, the way does not reliable. Yeah, okay. which, which by the way does not mean it's I mean, going to be reliable, no. exceptional reliability. Yeah, but yeah. I have been used to running german performance cars for a number of years and i'm used to the uh, kind of costs that they throw up at you every now and then so for mm. me that would be something that i would be comfortable maintaining moving forward as well so it's a audi rs6 is my real world dream car let's call it if we're going to give it a title which i'd said before so okay um oh so if anyone listening oh. has got to spare 105 grand to buy me yeah. one then uh I'll send you my bank details. I'm going to have to... Okay, I'm going to go with this one because it gives me... If I'm keeping it and I've got to use it every day, it gives me the practicality practicality of being able to use it every day. Otherwise, I would have taken something else. But it'd have to be the E39 M5. Oh, wow, okay. You can't beat it. You just can't beat it. In terms of everything, and I I don't even have to put a disclaimer as reliable as the others, it's bulletproof. You're right, they, they are very reliable. The, o- the only thing I would call out with BMWs of that vintage now is rust problems because they're getting on a bit. 
And so you'd have to pay special attention to ensuring that the it was wax old underneath. Yeah, oh, and, yeah. And all well, that just, yeah, any corrosion that was happening, you took care of immediately to keep rust up. Yeah. That would be the thing that kills yeah. that car, nothing but, else. Yeah, but I'm assuming I'd, I'd buy a pretty sorted one anyway, you know. I wouldn't buy... Yeah. Uh, anyway, but yeah, I don't... I mean, uh, there's nothing else. Well, in my mind, there's nothing else where you can, you can get. I, I, I get the take on your RS6, well, the, the estate and that. Yeah. Um, no, but, but, but I think look, a, bit, a big saloon car is just as practical. Yeah, but I think it loses on reliability against the E39 M5. I would argue that as well because yeah. the RS6 is going to have a lot more tech, which is more susceptible to breakage, yeah, whereas yeah. the E39 M5, less tech, which means it's a little bit more out of date, but it's a naturally aspirated engine, no complication of turbos or forced induction or anything like that. Manual gearbox as well. Out of the so, box. Yeah. And it goes. Yeah, okay. Cool. So um, here's a question. <laughs> Two identical cars in a street race. Who wins, Mo or O? I mean, I'd murder you. My, that would be my answer as well, by the way. And do you know what it comes down to? Not necessarily comes down to driving skill or reaction time. It comes down to how brave slash stupid you are. <laughs> <laughs> and you would by far and away be willing to take much bigger risks than I would. I think yeah. if we were doing... If it was a quarter mile drag race on a closed drag strip, I think that would be slightly different mm. in terms of who would mm. win. Street race, 100%. I'd hand it to you. <laughs> There's no question or no shadow of Although, that in my mind. <laughs> we're close on the circuit, though. We are close on Very the circuit. Very close. Yeah, yeah, we are. We are. Um, we should do that again when we're, we're allowed into, to. We're in the dry, yeah. Yeah, when we're allowed to, we should do that again. Um, so here's a question that was asked of me specifically um, because this person actually let me uh, kindly let me drive their car. What was your experience of the e-golf? So I, uh, one of our listeners... Do you uh, remember it? Yeah. <laughs> well, so one of our listeners asked me to do a, uh, to, to, to do a drive and a review of yeah. their car. They've got a Mark 7 e-Golf. And actually, it's quite a timely question because last week, the car that I had um, was a Mark 7 or Mark 7.5 Golf Petrol. So I'm actually able to give you a bit of a comparison between the two. And the first thing, and I said this to the guy as I was driving the car as well, the first thing I noticed when I drove the e-Golf is you can feel the weight. You can feel the additional weight of the batteries. Okay. Now, the good thing about that additional weight is it's all low down. So it's not like that additional weight was causing it's the car to pitch and roll, mm. but you could feel that there was more inertia to overcome when you were accelerating, when you were braking, when you were going around mm -hmm. corners. I, I wouldn't necessarily say that's a... That's a, a really, really bad thing because the e-Golf had way more instant torque. That meant that you could get over that weight disadvantage when it came to the mm. kind of start-stop kind of thing that you would do. It's only when you were going around corners, going around roundabouts, that that's where you noticed it. But my other kind of standout observation from driving that car was it felt just like any other Golf. Now, that doesn't sound like... Did it? Yeah, and that doesn't sound like massive praise, but actually this is my bugbear with electric cars. Because the car is powered by electricity rather than a combustion engine, manufacturers feel like they have a need to then fill it with either a thousand screens or to decorate it in like strips of blue or ridiculous Why wheels. Why designed it look, look any different? And, and, and all sorts of stuff just to go... Hey, I'm electric and shout about it. Whereas what Volkswagen did with the e-Golf, they gave it some crap wheels, but they did that because they're more aerodynamic than the less crap wheels. And other than an e-Golf badge and a few little light bits, it looks like a normal Golf. On the inside, 
it looks like a normal Golf. Yes, you've got blue dials instead of whatever normal kind of white ones or red ones in the GTI. But other than that, it was, by all accounts, a normal Golf. And I actually respected Volkswagen for that because it wasn't a, look at me, we're making an electric car. Mm. It was a, we're taking one of the cars that people love because it's a solid car, it's a good car. And what we've done is we've given you an, an alternative engine choice. And I really respected them for doing that. Now, what Volkswagen have gone and done is ruined that by not replacing the e-Golf and creating an entirely brand new model called the ID3. And they filled it with screens and all sorts of stupid mm-hmm. stuff to shout about the fact that, hey, I'm electric and we're brand new and I've called it a new name. So, yeah, that's my summary of the e-Golf. It's a Golf. It drives like any other Golf. If you've got a need or, or if, sorry, if it's, if the way the electric Golf operates suits your commuting routine, I would have zero hesitation in recommending one to you. If you're considering a Golf anyway, and you're going petrol, diesel, or electric, all I would say is the range is probably, I think the, the owner said that the range he gets is somewhere between 160 to 180 miles on a full charge. If your daily or regular commute allows you to operate within that driving distance without any risk, and you know you can reliably charge within that time, and you're considering a Golf petrol, electric, electric or diesel, go for the electric one. It's going to be the cheapest one to run. See, I can't really comment because, well... Well, no, a, that's why they asked me the question. A, it was asked you. B, no, <laughs> but from a general perspective, I've never driven an electric car, fully electric car. I've never driven to. I just refuse to. But when you were driving it, and here's the thing, mm. did you feel connected to the car? No, but that's the thing. When I drove... Yeah, so you, when you, I drove you the, attached. When I drove the petrol-engined Golf... Albeit this one had a manual gearbox, and a manual mm. gearbox gives you a slight level of attachment. If I put the gear change to one side, did I feel attached to that car? Not really. But you you may not have felt like as attached, or but there was definitely was there not definitely a sense of attachment and being connected to the car, well, whether it was good or bad. Well, no, this is the thing, right? The main difference is noise, right? In an electric car, there is no noise; it's silent, or you get this weird, creepy, like kind of. I, don't robotic know, I think the whirring. way they drive and the characteristics are different as well. Not no, just the and that's noise. the thing; it wasn't right. Really? Other than the fact that you had this torque hit, there was no difference at all. The modern gearboxes now. And modern kind of car designs and engines have got to a point where gear changes are kind of often imperceptible unless you're really going for it. Engine noise is so well soundproofed that, again, unless you're revving the nuts off the thing, you can't hear it. So 90% of driving, which is normal, and that's what you do in a normal Golf. I'm not talking about a hot Golf R or anything. Mm-hmm. I'm talking just a normal Golf. You don't notice a difference. Genuinely, that's the thing that struck me. Uh, the additional weight, and there was no real discernible difference in terms of how that car felt and drove compared to a petrol-powered equivalent car. I think I need. To, I think a lot of it will come down to driving styles as well. Actually, I think I need to drive a fully electric car because everyone's got their own driving style and you've seen mine. <laughs> so I think I <laughs> yes. need to... I need Fearless to, is how I describe the well, driving style. Brisk. Um, but yeah, I think I need to... Yeah, I, th- I, I think depending on driving styles, I mean, if, if you drive if you drive any car, just get in, you know, just drive A to B without, you know, much excitement then I don't think an electric car is going to be much different to you but exactly yeah if you use it as a tool for you know you a tool for what it, a, well, what yeah, it is the for, tool get, that it for is. getting from A to B then yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly um, next question and we've got quite a lot of questions to get through and we are uh, yeah we're 
we're quite some way through. I, I knew this was going to happen. I mean, the show is called Drivel, right? So what were the chances of us being able to get through? So I see, with the electric cars, this is one thing that bugs me, right? Why do they make them silent? If you can pump some engine sound through a stereo on, like, the modern cars now, why can't you just pump some, why can't you pump some, like, engine sound or exhaust notes for an electric car, well, even well, on the outside? Well, they do, though, right? So um, there, I think there's a, a government regulation that requires electric cars when going below a certain speed to emit some kind of a noise, and it's like an electric milk float yeah, that's noise. The, yeah normal noise but no no, no they, they, that's an artificial that. noise oh, and, and you can actually in some cars no, surely you, that'd you, be the motors and stuff wearing no 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 the motors are pretty silent so they add that noise in and you can have that noise coming in through the cabin as well by the way no, why would you want it i mean like why don't they have like exhaust noise that was a, that was a great impression of what an electric car sounds <laughs> like but uh yeah they do i guess people pe- the novelty of electric cars has not worn off they're still new and people still like oh. the fact that it sounds like a milk float allegedly okay just on electric cars the next question that we did have come through which was uh again people asking us for our advice on things because they know we're pros apart from you apart from me that's why you're the only one that does a disclaimer you see i don't right because i know what i'm talking so about. i'd be interested to see what your answer on this is then given what you've just said what is the best electric car on the market that's a question someone's genuinely asked you, us you can't answer that question you can't answer that no, question you but I, elect- you can't have a, oh the best of the crap that's out there which is the best shit one out of the, the best electric car on the market yeah and actually no there, 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 fair, there are some that are not shit but to be fair i don't think either of us are in a position really to be able to answer that apart from based on what we've well, yeah, research, so we can, I guess. Oh, well, hey, maybe our listeners are relying on us to do and do some research for them, uh, which we have done none of for this episode, by the way. So tough luck with that. You know, but I'm going to answer it anyway. Oh, I'll answer it as well. Yeah, go on. So, so it depends, right, on what you want to spend. There's, yeah. I, I, and here's, here's my observation on electric cars. So electric cars, the rate at which they are progressing is extremely rapid at the moment. So if you're in the market for an electric car, my first bit of advice, advice would be buy the newest model that you can. Because with every year, with every increment, battery technology is getting better and life is getting better, which means range is getting better. And that's the critical thing for me with an electric car, how far you can go on a single charge. If you compare the e-Golf I spoke about, if you compare the e-Golf, which was launched in 2017, I think, to the ID3, e-Golf gives you 160 to 180 miles of range. The ID3, I believe, don't quote me on this, gives you way in excess of 200 odd miles, 230 plus miles, and you can get ones that give you 280 miles. Fundamentally, that's just because of improvements in uh, battery technology in that three-year period. So my first bit of advice would be, if you're in the market for an electric car, buy the newest model you can. And by that, I don't mean buy the newest registered car you can, the newest registration. I mean, look for models and when they were actually launched and released. So in 2020, we had the ID3, we had the Honda E, and then up, uh, you know. Is the Honda E actually, is that going to be, is that coming out in production? It's it's available now. You can buy it, yeah. And then, and if you go up the the scale, you've got the offerings from Polestar, and then go further up the scale, you've got the offerings from Porsche as well. So. Yeah, well, let's just assume they just want your average. Yeah, so. Your normal run of the the Mondeo man, yeah? so, So your choices are the ID3. The Nissan Leaf. What's the ID3 in mind? That's the Volkswagen. The, the Nissan Leaf. And, and to my point, the I Nissan Leaf case. is a car that's actually um, a few years old. And I'm sure they've been updating battery packs and things along the way, but it's based on a slightly older platform. So is it the most aerodynamic design and things like that? Probably not, no. Considering um, the electric cars, they're not very aerodynamically designed, are they? No. And then the, the Honda Leaf. Vauxhall have released an all-electric Corsa. The ID3 have, doesn't look too bad, actually. No, it's not a bad-looking thing. It doesn't look like a Golf, but it, it's a complete separate model. Well, it's not, yeah, it's not... A, that's uh, not, that's Fiat have released an all-electric 500 now as well. So there's a, there's a lot 
of electric car choice out there for, for your average but here's, person. Here's the thing, yeah, all these people getting onto this electric bandwagon. Why are you wanting to buy an electric car? That's what I would like to know. If you're a genuine tree-hugging, hippie-loving, chain yourself to a fence to outside AWE, then okay, fair enough. But let's say that's 10% of the people. The rest of the people, why do you want to buy an electric car? And if you are chaining yourself to a fence outside of AWE, you might consider listening to this show because it will keep you entertained while you're oh, of course. In, yeah, out yeah. There in the if cold. You, if you're going to do that and be stuck there, you need some kind of entertainment. Exactly. So you should uh, you should listen to Drivel and tell all your mates about it as well. You could enjoy it together yeah. on the uh, on the fence. Um, but, but, what, but yeah, what, why, why would you consider it? The, the, I want to understand why someone would consider cost it. Cost saving, right? But then... You're it, not because it costs four pounds to, or four or five pounds to charge an electric car to do two hundred miles, yeah. whereas it would cost you forty pounds in a normal car to yeah. put fuel in the thing to travel those two hundred miles. But so how much does the car cost you though? Right, and this is my point. Th- this is where people lose sight of true yeah, economies. Exactly. We've spoken about this before, where people will genuinely sell a car, trade it in, losing two or three thousand pounds in the trading value, then put an extra five grand in of their own money to buy a car that gives them an extra four or five mpg. Yeah. Are you dumb. really going to spend an extra? You know, would you? Sorry, are you really going to save eight thousand pounds or whatever it is in fuel no. that you've just spent on a new car? No, yeah. you wouldn't. And it's the same principle with electric cars. We spoke about this. Yeah, actually, we did. Yeah, yeah. We will speak about this in the future, yeah. as far as you're concerned. So they listeners. obviously didn't listen to that episode, and that's why they asked the question. No, no, because it hasn't been released. Oh, it's episode eleven. Fucks. So in the future, we will talk about electric cars, yeah. and we will talk about. It's, um, it's, you know what I? I did, the, and how you said it before. I think you're about ten years before they become affordable. Yeah, become sensibly priced. Sensibly yeah. priced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Taking away the Teslas, that it's just don't do it. So I'm not sure we answered that person's question, but uh, money no object, best electric car on the market. I would honestly say it's the Porsche Taycan Turbo S. And the reason I say it's the best electric car is because it's the fastest one, and I'm simple, not to sixty in like two point something seconds. Best electric car on the market at the moment is still a Tesla. They, 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 they've been doing it longer than anyone else. Fair enough. In, in, and, so in that sense, and the other advantage to Tesla. You buy a Tesla, you get a lifetime subscription to their Tesla superchargers, which means that depending ah, on if yeah. you can if you can plan it the right way, yeah, you never idiot. ever have to pay to charge your car. Yeah, yeah. As long as but you that's a it. lot of effort to go. To that is a Aldi. lot of effort. Yeah, to go to Aldi, <laughs> you've got to drive down and yeah. motorway, park at a service station, charge your car, then drive home to go yeah. to Aldi. Yeah. But I still think they're, they've been in the, you know, that's what they, they didn't start as something else and became electric. They started as an electric vehicle company. So obviously they're going to have more knowledge than everyone else. Mm. Right then. So next question, which moves completely away. Actually, no, it doesn't. Okay. It's about an electric car. Oh, but God. the fact that it's electric is irrelevant. Yeah, okay. Move on from the electric cars. This is, more, this is more of a marketing question. And I'm actually going to p- pitch this question to you because I would love to see your reaction. What are your thoughts on the Mac E falling under Ford's Mustang branding? It's a, fu- it's a, f- you know what? It's a fucking abomination. They've destroyed <laughs> that fucking brand, that name, the legacy, the history, what it stood for, what it had. It's they've just killed it. A Mac, the Mac, that that freaking Puma on stilts, and they've called it the Mustang, right? Yes, that's the no. One. I'm sorry, they've absolutely freaking destroyed it. There are some things that you don't screw with. I don't, me personally, I don't like what they did with the petrol Mustang. The, the way they changed the shape to bring it to the European market, right? Our American muscle is big, brash, loud, huge, everything's oversized. And now they just toned it all down, curved it all around 
to suit the European market. No, just make what you're doing and just put the steering wheel on the right hand side. You want to buy a Mustang because of what it is. What they've done is diluted it down so that anyone can buy a Mustang now without really knowing what it's. They'll just hear it's a Mustang. Oh, yeah, I'll buy that one. That looks nice. And the E, I'm sorry, that isn't. Why did they, they could have called it the Pony? They didn't need to call it the Mustang. I'm sure it wouldn't have had the same effect. And it's a marketing exercise is what it is. Now, now by all accounts, I watched a, a video review of the Mustang Mach-E yesterday. And actually, it was a as a car, as a standalone electric car, and Ford's, get my words out, Ford's first electric outing, it's actually a very good car in its own right. But this isn't about oh, the I'm car. I'm sure it is, but that's this what is, we're talking about. Yeah, we're talking that. about We're not even going to review the car. We're talking about the name that they've given it. Exactly. And and, and you're right. I mean, I, I was thinking about this maybe more than I should have done, but I guess I have uh, unhealthy thoughts about cars because, well, I'm weird. But is this because Ford see what what's happening right now as the end of the muscle car? In terms of mass produced, mass bought mm-hmm. if we're going to be honest yes it is because yeah. with the restrictions on all these i mean why why did aston bring out the signet yeah it, well, that it, little washing machine why because they had to meet emissions targets yes yeah so i think yeah yeah it is whole you know in the developed world which is where most are going to make most of their sales it is you know not many people are going to be wanting a it's gone now yeah, unless exactly. you live in dubai or saudi or america where petrol is it's cheaper than chips even then or water. though right maybe, maybe uh, put the arab states to one side for a second but in uh, in the us for example there will still be a very very strong um, underlying message about the environment and and you whether really petrol maybe now they at the moment they don't but again you know kind of give it the same timelines that we're working to in europe 10 years i think the view will change i think you're going to have a lot no, more it won't. Well, got, in america no it won't <laughs> it won't. No, no, no. I'm being. I'm not being flippant. I'm genuinely. It won't. Yeah. I think what you need to appreciate and understand is the vastness of America and the depths of a its stupidity. But what the thing with America is the reason why they think that there's not much outside of America because it's so vast in the, in and of themselves. They don't really pay attention to what's going on everywhere else in the world. So if you look at Europe, the European countries, mm. Australia, the Far East, and the prominence or where the priority that um, climate change is being given. Yeah. Yeah, it's in almost every discussion, every meeting you have, whoever you're talking to. Americans never talk about that. They don't even amongst themselves, within their Senate, within their own political circles or whatever. They don't really, it's okay, yeah, we've got to do something. Let's just sign up to it. But, but, yeah? but I'm sure it will change, right? There's a lot of, um, you know, American big name celebrities who talk about the environment and it's part of their own agenda. And no, sorry. There's a lot of big-name celebrities that amongst their massive-ass garage of gas guzzling oh, yeah, cars, yeah, they I have one Honda Prius, a Toyota Prius, sorry, Prius. or something else, just to make it look like, yeah, okay, we care. But it doesn't really matter when you've got, like, look at Jay oh, Leno. Know, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that it's double standards, by the way. What I'm saying is that there, there is a lot of influence out there in popular culture in America, which will start to lead the average person to, to be a bit more conscious around big petrol engine cars. And actually, whether that's true or not, the reality of it is even petrol engine cars across Europe and European manufacturers are starting to downsize. You know, uh, Mercedes have, have announced that the new C-Class AMG, which is going to be launched, I think, in 2022, um, will not have a V8 anymore. 
it's going to have a four-cylinder engine with hybrid assistance. Mm. It's going to have similar levels of performance. I'm sure it'll, they'll, they'll get 500 horsepower out of it, but downsizing is happening. So, you know, if you were to describe muscle car to, some, to an alien, you would first, one of the first things that comes out of your mouth would be V8 naturally aspirated engine mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. or supercharged, right? But, yeah. but that's it. That, that, that is going to start to disappear. But I think the reason they're doing that isn't, isn't so for example, you were talking about Ford. It's not because of what's happening in America. The reason Ford are doing that is because of what's happening in the rest of the world. Yeah, mass appeal, of course. The yeah. global brand. So I, I don't think if it was, if it, if they were in America and America only today, I don't think Ford would even bother contemplating having to do an electric vehicle. Yeah. But it's because of the course. rest of the world would be doing it, so they're having to do Yeah, but that means, to do of all course, that would, that would be a suicidal marketing plan if you were to only consider yeah, America yeah, yeah. as well. So, okay, yeah, but but our thoughts on the uh, Ford calling what the Mackie a Mustang. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's, it's a joke. Yeah, yeah, of course it's a marketing it's, thing, but it's, a, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, and the thing is, though, it'll work because there aren't enough pure petrol heads. Oh, sorry, not that there's enough, but the ones that aren't there aren't going to make a difference to them. It's well, not like, well, the one, oh, well, if O doesn't buy a car, it's going to it's going to affect us. There's not enough of people hey, who give think you, like Give me. yourself some credit. People have asked for your opinion here. <laughs> they might well care. But you know what I mean? There's not enough of those people out but, there to, to, the thing, to yeah, the think, should we, shouldn't we? It's going I, to annoy I imagine, these people. I imagine the way no. Ford looked at it was that true Mustang fans get their kicks off of buying 1960s Mustangs. Yeah, that's where that's where for them the, the 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 true Mustang is. They would they, to your point around the latest iteration of a Mustang is not is not even a Mustang, so they're probably not don't really care about attracting the traditional Mustang fan. Uh, they're, they're more going right. We can now attract a new a new type of audience uh, and a new customer type, a younger generation who hear the name, get excited by the name, but don't really know what it means. Whereas the older generation who still have some kind of a tie to Mustang as a, yeah. as a muscle car, they're not going to be buying a new Mustang from us anyway. They're going to go and buy older oh, ones. Yeah. I, you know what I'd ones. like to get? I know we won't have, but I'm just saying I'd love to be able to get a proper, a true Detroit head or Americans or an Australian's opinion on where the Mustang has gone. Because yeah. okay. in, in America, it's, yeah. it's Ford versus uh, Chevy. But in America, in Australia, it was Ford versus Holden. Yeah. So you had your proper hardcore Ford fans in Australia yeah, as well. Did, yeah. So I'd like to see what they think of where Mustang has Well, gone. we've got some international listeners. So if yeah. anybody listening resides in any of those two countries Please, and has a, a, has a particular view on Ford and what it means to be a, a true Ford fan, get in touch with the show and yep. we will uh, we'll gladly, gladly have you on here. Um, right, so let's move to some other questions. We've got Mo. Why don't you buy O a Rover Coupe? Thank you. Who sent that in? Thank you. To whoever sent that question in, I think the answer to that is why. Why the fuck would you want me to buy? He talks about them enough anyway. First of all, it won't exactly cost you much, and the fact that I'm doing this with you, that's just your appreciation. Be like, yeah, thank you. Right. Money aside, right? If I was going to go and spend £23 on you, I wouldn't go and spend it on a Rover. Why not? Because you would not shut the fuck up. You don't shut the fuck up about it anyway, right? If I was going to go and buy you one and you'd... Mate, that's because I'd just be constantly fucking thanking you. You would be driving it. Every time we came to record, you would drive it here, right? And whenever you got here, you'd be like, oh my... The first 20... Now, at the moment, the first like 10 minutes of the show is uh, our disclaimer and, and you getting annoyed at the disclaimer... I haven't mentioned it about it yet. Because I haven't done the disclaimer today. Oh, yeah, that's true. So just to remind oh, yeah. you, that would be why. 
The next 20, the, for the next, well, forever, the t- first 20 minutes of every single show, if I was to buy you a Rover Coupe, would be, do you know how amazing my Rover Coupe is? I'll be shouting you out on the show. I just want to thank Mo again, thank Mo again, thank Mo again, and again, and again, and again, and again. So whoever submitted that question is clearly a sucker for punishment. <laughs> I'm not. That's why I won't spend £23 <laughs> to buy oh, a Rover Coupe. Right, so back to some uh, other questions. Oh, this is a good one. Automatic or manual? I don't know why I'm hesitating. Yeah, I don't know why you're hesitating either. Manual. See, the, the only reason I hesitate, right, is because you look at the roads and that today and where you go and stuff. When you're not being at, when you can't drive freely, it's friggin' annoying having to change gears up and down to yes, go from first is. to second, first to second, first to second. So, Do you know what? no, no auto out there. There's no, it doesn't matter what it is. Oh, yeah. DSG. Um, SMG, any of the other offerings actually gives you. <laughs> I like how you picked an, uh, a really, really, really old BMW you know, SMG. Yeah, of course. They still call them SMG. They don't call them SMG. What do they call them? DCTs. DCTs. Oh, double cl- uh, Same thing though, isn't it? I mean, no, it's not. It? The SMG was a effectively an automated manual single clutch gearbox. The DCT. Without the converter. The DCT was a dual clutch, and now actually they favour the eight-speed ZF, which is a traditional torque converter, but really, really, really good. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I don't. Well, whichever one you, know, I don't think they ever replace um, a manual. It's, it's, if it, depending on how you, it depends how you drive at the end of the day. Again, yeah, and what you get out of driving. I mean, if you're just going to get in, go A to B, then I, I think if you're asking that question, to be fair, you should go with an automatic. Do you know what my answer to the question is? Couldn't give a shit. Genuinely couldn't care. I'll drive whatever gearbox is in it. There are some manual gearboxes I've driven that are fucking horrible and I wish it was an automatic so I didn't have to feel that gear change or press that shit clutch, right? And then there are some autos that I've driven in some cars where I've gone, if this was a manual, that would just be too much because this car is already at its limit in terms of ridiculously powerful, super quick. If I had to worry about being in the right gear at the right time as well, I would not be able to get as much out of this car as I can with the automatic gearbox. So my point is, I honestly don't care. And I'm getting to the point now where genuinely, I trust the manufacturer manufacturer to select the right gearbox for their car. And I'd say no. to use your statistics, 60 to 70% of the time, they get it right. You're chatting shit. Where'd you get that statistic from? You. No, 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 no. I know <laughs> what I use. You can't just make up a statistic and put it out there to no, our I, listeners. I, 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 we haven't, you haven't done a disclaimer today, so someone's going to hold you to this. It's okay. I'll take I think, so for the purpose of whoever I'm answering the question from the per- person who answered it, right? I think anything less than a two litre, you want a manual. If you want to be able to enjoy it and get the most out of it. Mm-hmm. Anything over than that, you'll probably have about enough power to be able to drive it and enjoy driving it. But for me, I think it's got to be a manual every time. Okay. Unless it's unless it's a sleeper. It's a, ma- it's a manual every time, except for these. Unless it's a sleeper. Yeah. So if I've got a sleeper like a like the seven series that I had, yeah, I'm not going to be ragging that around. I'll drive it briskly. When you but say, it's not designed for that. So when you say sleeper, you you mean. Uh, a comfortable cruiser, whereas everybody else in the world, when they hear sleeper, means a car that looks 
normal and sedate, but actually goes like shit off a shovel. That's yeah, what that's a stupid analogy. Yeah, a sleeper. When you're asleep, you're asleep. You don't go anywhere or do anything. I know, but I'm just introducing yeah. the world. Yeah, yeah. To yeah so I'm just correcting their words. definition because it's a dumbass definition. <laughs> when I'm asleep, I'm asleep. I don't go running around my house with my eyes closed asleep. I'm asleep. In 2021, we yeah. can look forward to O's dictionary. Yeah, I'm going to have to rewrite this one. It's just a stupid thing. I was the sleeper. So you've had you, Urban Dictionary and you will now get o Diction, O's Dictionary. Automotive Dictionary, yeah. O- so a sleeper is something that just cruises. It's got enough power there and it just goes nice and easy. Okay, so we are... Uh, o would have a manual. I would have whatever you give me to be It's a bit honest. like your food. What do you want to eat? I don't care. It's not through the hole. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Sustenance. Um, oh, to go slightly off topic, although it's still about cars, favourite car-related film? Car related in terms oh, I, I sp- why was, well why did you struggle with the concept of that question? Well, no, because no, I, 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 it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter why I struggle. My brain is just slow to. Well, if it's car related, I'm assuming it's got to be factual, right? So it'll have to be like no. a documentary, right? Well, no, if it's no. car, well, every film's got a car in it. F- yeah, fine, but there are some car, some films. Oh that are m- more notoriously related to a car. So we spoke about the transporter previously and yeah. uh, and how, well, previously in this episode, you bought a 7 Series because you saw a 7 Series in Transporter. That, yeah. that for me would be a car-related film. There's a car chase scene in it. Ronin with the famous scene with the Audi S8. That's a car-related film. The Fast and Furious, which is... See, my- see to me, that is not car-related at all. What do you mean? It might as well be it's a documentary. Got- it's so factually <laughs> correct. <laughs> Which, by the way, we've got we've, we have got a future yeah. episode coming up. Yeah, it's going to be a special one. I'm not going to ruin it for you now, but it will involve the Fast and Furious. We are planning something big to um, celebrate the launch of the latest Fast and Furious. Celebrate well to what it's Fast and Furious Ten or whatever yeah. it's going to be, whichever one is coming out in 2021. Sorry, best related that. car movie, Knight Rider. That's not a film. They did do a film. That film was shit. The shows were great. But it doesn't matter though. No, come on, man. Kit, there you go. Best car related film ever. Kit. Okay. Best car chase in a film? Actually, you know what? Until you said. He's I was pointing say again. This. He gets passionate and points at me. I was going to say uh, Striking Distance, which I don't had know an what that awesome um, car chase in it. But I think since then, I think Ronin is, is probably the best car. Yeah, that has some good scenes. Really seen scenes. Um, my favourite car related film. Love it. Gone in 60 Seconds. I really, really like that film. Yeah. It, bo- it bordered on petrol-headed geekiness just as much as it did kind of entertainment and action. And it was, you know, it had Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage, for me, is one of those actors. Well, he, he has an on switch or an off switch. He either makes really good films, Con Air, Gone in 60 Seconds, Face Off, or really shit films. But something is, about a museum or something the thing is I can't even really call him an actor because he's just got one he just that's just one style of acting that he does he can't change it when he does that's what I mean he turns it on or he turns it off hmm. Con Air was a great film brilliant film and then he's actually, done yeah, some of shit as well so Ghost yeah. Rider yeah there we go Ghost yeah. Rider actually no Gone in 60 Seconds was I really like that film it was alright yeah I might watch that this weekend um, oh would you rather Drive a pink VW Beetle with a flower or wear a BMW tracksuit for the rest of your life. Fuck off. Neither. I bet you I can... What kind of question is that? You've pick one. For the rest of no. your life, wear a BMW tracksuit or drive a pink no. VW Beetle with a flower in a vase. I mean, I know the true you. And inside you're going, can I do both, please? <laughs> wear the tracksuit while driving the exactly. Beetle. Exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. What? That's just, that's just a stupid... The Beetle, because I could change the colour on it. 
The beetle, because you could change the colour. Okay, fine. I'm not wearing manufacturer clothing, I'm sorry. Um, how many points do you have on your licence? Zero. Same. Zero. I don't know what you guys think of us. Why, do why, you think, why would you yeah. think we have like, points, points in our, our lives? I mean, because I, I, I can see a camera when it's there. Well, he, here's the other question, another question that we've been asked. What's the fastest you've ever driven? People are out there suggesting that on public roads, we've driven more than 70 miles an hour. Can how we, fucking dare you? That's Why would you think? Yeah, I don't think I've touched 70 before. It's dangerous. 68 is where I get to. And we can't answer that question, can we? No. Not at all. But what I can well, tell can you we? is on private roads in Mexico, in um, a BMW 1 Series, I managed to do 128 miles per hour indicated on the speedo. Did you? I yeah. had... I had. That's probably the fastest that I've been, wait, wait, that, where wait. I knew I was aware of my speed. Oh, I... I go and tell me your speed, and I, th- I think I know what you might say. Because I've been with you in this private road experience. <laughs> in my current car. <laughs> See, and thought... you didn't realise what you were doing. No. But it's a private road, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's all on private roads. I've got a story that I could give behind, that I need to give behind this, what I was doing. Um, but I'm just thinking it wouldn't make sense if I said it was on a private road. <laughs> uh, Mexico. Nürburgring. Mex- so in, 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 Sorry, not in, Nürburgring. In, on the uh, autobahns in Germany. Yes, I was in the autobahn in Germany. In the autobahn. On the autobahn in Germany. <laughs> Being chased by no, I wasn't being chased by anyone because it was I was I was on the autobahn. No, you were just no, driving. No need for them to chase me in an E thirty six M three, and they I, didn't have any flashing lights. No, 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 no. I didn't have any. And um, it was um, I had the speedo bouncing. What was the, what did the speedo bounce at on an E thirty six M three? Well, I don't know because they were were they limited. Well, I think they were they were part of the limited to 155 range. Maybe the speedos went up to like 160 or something. The speedo was about one. I think they had 170 on there, 165, 170. So I don't know if, if the speedo would go all the way, but it was still limited at 155, or if it was doing what it was doing. But okay, I, I've had I've I've had the the the, the limit. The limit on a, on a well, put, put it this way: every car I've driven ever, I've always. Taking it to the taking it onto a private road or the autobahn to uh, the autobahn, and I've always, I've always hit maxed it, it out. Maxed it out. Oh, okay, always. Mm. Well, what was your story? What was my story? Me? You said, oh, on, where on you uh, just decided that you were going to plant your right foot, mate? Why would I not? <laughs> no, you're no. lucky. You're lucky. You didn't, I, I decided not to plant it from the off and lose half your tires, <laughs> which is the only reason I didn't do it. <laughs> I was like, that's a bit harsh, mate, because we're going to be sat here for about three minutes before we actually go anywhere if I plant my foot from it's standstill. It's true, yeah, you lose all the rubber. So, but I will one day max yours out. It's a bit new, probably before you sell it, which will probably be in about 10 minutes, knowing how bored you get. Yeah. Uh, we, we're, we will max it out, and you will be in the seat with me. So you know that's delimited as well? We'll Oh, we will be maxed. Shit, need to find a long-ass runway. Mm. And the best one is between where I live and where you used to live. When you were a kid, before you went to uni, we can't name. Obviously. Oh, okay. That is the best place. That is actually that is where I've yeah. That's, that's a good where point. I've maxed all of mine out. Yeah, it's a great run. You get a lovely run, and you know where the best run is probably when you're getting onto it, coming from where you used to live. No, you I can't not. tell you why because I just realised what we're saying out loud. But no, yeah. yeah. So coming off the no, no. It's it, I agree with you in terms of the road surface, but recently what has happened is. Um, they've made that part of the runway limited. Have they? Yes. 
They're not watching that part of the runway, are they? They are watching that part of the runway. No. Not all the time, sometimes. Oh, uh, oh so you don't mean they have like... Not permanently. Oh, as in they 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 they, they appear there sometimes. They don't yeah, have. Ca- they, oh, right, right, right. That's fine. Yeah, they, they, they don't. They don't have um, CCTV there yet, do they? No, no. All oh, right, they're being said. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, fine. we'll move on to the next yeah, question yeah, before we get into trouble because we are going to be obviously broadcasting this. But yeah, no runways and the autobahn. That's, that's it. it. Just find a disused airfield and yeah. I don't know. What, I don't know why you thought out. that on on public roads we would drive anymore. What did you say? Sixty eight. So I've never gone up to 70, mate. I always keep it at 65 max. It's more economical as well. It, that's factual. There you go. There we go. Yeah, factual. Um, right, okay. Let's see. I think we've got time for... Although I'm going to have to find a private right road on the way home tonight. I did say I want to be home before 8. So I'm going to we've find got it. time for one more question. Yeah. What's the worst car you've ever Owned? Owned? We've driven lots. We've driven lots of cars that were bad. What's the worst car you've owned? Oh my god, I don't think I can I've got one. What, for me or for you? No, I don't know. Everything oh. you've owned. How close do you think we are? Fucking hell. About two foot? Yeah. <laughs> um, go on then while I think. Well, for me, this might be a bit of a surprising one for some people. It was an Audi. S not surprising. Not surprising. Three. Not surprising. 8P, which is the two mm. or is the 2007. No one knows what a fucking 8P is. Just say Audi S3 and give the year number, you idiot. It the 8P was manufactured from or the S in the S3 shape at least was from 2006. 2006 S3. That's it. Mine Carry was, on. Mine was a 2007. Okay. Yes. So the ugly this shape was you could get. That was, it was shape. fine. It was all right. No, so this this was a eyes stuck on there. Did it, no, it didn't have bug eyes well, stuck the on there. Slip bug eye. Yeah, it was horrible shape, man. It was just like it was a nothing short, shape. Fat round. Yeah, nothing shape. It was a nothing shape. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the S3 wasn't as bulbous as the normal A3. By the way, they managed to kind of tone it down in the S3, so it wasn't as bulbous as. That was the first described. time they did the S3, wasn't it? No, they did the S3 before that, which was the 8V. That's the bu- that's the slightly more bulbous Here one. Here we go again. Um, yeah, so that that was the 1.8. Five, uh, five cylinder. I think it was a five cylinder. One point eight twenty valve turbo engine. Eight V S three year. Not eight V. That's the newer one. It, this was. It was the eight. Eight P was the one I had. What's the one before the eight P? Don't know. You're the one with Google in front of you. You'll find it. Anyway, so it's the S three. That was the worst car that I've had. And the reason why it was just a really poor ownership experience. So I bought that car, and I think you know, being honest, I bought a bit of a lemon. Wait, wait. Oh, sorry. Go on, wait, go on. wait. What? No, no, you said ownership experience. I was like, we've got to talk about the car, surely, yeah. not you got ripped off by some dude. No, 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 no. So, so I bought a bit of a lemon, right? So I had to fix it myself anyway. I said fix it myself. I got to know a garage very, very well. Became his best customer in a very short period of time. Um, and there were a number of things that needed to be sorted and replaced on that car, which I did sort and replace. But when I finally got it sorted, so I sorted the suspension on that car to the point where it was like absolutely spot on, replaced almost every single component that I could. It had a new steering rack. It had a few other bits and pieces, odds and sods replaced and sorted. I took off a very dodgy remap and and kind of put the stock map onto it and everything as well. Um, Even when all that was said and done, my issue with the S3 was it was just boring. This was meant to be the hottest A3 available at the time and it was four-wheel drive and it was i don't know 260 270 horsepower or something small car three-door it was quick yeah in a straight line it was it was very quick plenty quick i remember once um 
giving an Aston a run for its money up to 68 miles per hour on the M40. Um, and, it, you know, it, 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 hang, it hung on really, really well. It really surprised the Aston Martin driver, but he was irresponsible and he went above 70 miles an hour. Obviously, I backed off because... Oh, yeah, you um, went up to... Yeah, I went, 70, to, I went up to 68. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it was quick, but my God, it was boring. It was dull. It was just devoid of any personality. And for me, that's probably the worst offence you can make as a car talking about cars as though they're people so if you're a car and you're listening to this that's the worst thing that you could possibly do by being boring have a personality god damn it and that i think that that is why i would never ever own a single audi because no matter what they do to them they're still boring me apart from the rs models which i still stick a massive lump in it's still boring to drive but they don't just stick a massive lump in there they don't right and and by the way this is not all rs models only some rs models there have been some clangers right where they have just stuck a big lump in there and to your point it's still boring and just uh you know the rs6 name me one name me one that is genuinely exciting and engaging to drive. the rs6 that i mentioned you know that's that and the A6 on which it's based are worlds apart in terms of how they feel, how they drive, and that's not just because of the engine. It's it's everything all the way down to the the way the suspension has been and set up, and the fact that they include things like four wheel steering to give you sharper turning to make the car feel more agile around its center, and blah 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 blah. Right? There's a lot of stuff that goes into some of these, but I agree with you in that on the whole, Audis are boring. S Audis are quite boring too for most of them, and Audi went through a real like a, a long phase of just not getting it right now if you're going to buy something like an s8 which is just big power luxury and comfort then an audi's quite oh yeah, yeah for something like that yeah yeah definitely definitely but if you want to buy yourself a hot hatch it's very very okay different. question how have you ever driven an audi to the, on its limit and i mean on its limit i drove the s3 to its limit it found its limit quite quickly uh, understeer yeah, yeah, yeah. That that did understeer. Yeah, but and and that to this day. No, no, no. They still do. No, that's not true. Yeah, no, they no. Do, you're they you're do. you're referring to magazine reviews. No, from no, 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 no. It's not true they anymore. When it's was when true. was the last time you drove a hot Audi? Can't remember. It was it was it, it was wasn't a great one though. Yeah, that's my point. So no, the, but, I've driven the RS5. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, that wasn't a good one. That wasn't a good thing. That wasn't good. The RS5 was not good. Yeah. But which ones of them are? So and the thing is, you know what? Everyone seems to think. How do you four-wheel drive? And it's the best thing ever, ever. And no, the whole reason they did that was to try and stop their cars going off the road. Well, no, the whole reason they did it was yeah? because it became famous in rallying and that's what they were known for. Oh, yeah, for. yeah. But that just adds to their boredom. So so the the ones I can think of, the one, and actually one Audi that, obviously apart from the RS6, one Audi that I do want to drive is the latest RS3. Okay. Because that is supposed to be a very, very well-sorted car, like as in leaps and bounds better than the version it replaced. Is it? Yeah. Do you know what we need to do, actually? Track day. We can do track days. No, as in, you know where you go and get a selection of cars? Okay. We have to do one of them. I know, but I wouldn't want to do it with a whole bunch of like supercars or hypercars. No, 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 you don't, no, no, no. I'm talking about normal, like these performance cars that you can get. There's There's a place in... Oh, I've got it bookmarked. Actually, they do. They have a very good like range of okay. vehicles and stuff that they can do. Yeah, or we can just go and test drive one. But yeah, that 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 for me is I can't remember the question that we were asked. The worst car that I owned. Yeah. What's your worst car you've owned? Actually, thinking about it now, the Golf that we got at the moment, Mark V GTI. GTI yeah. Really? Yeah, that's surprising. Only because she squeals like a stuck pig from everywhere, 
and rattles them and you just can't get to the bottom of them. <laughs> that is why. And that is so annoying. You know yeah, what? I, I do like the engine on it. Um, it's got a decent gearbox, yours? Decent, yeah. It's all right. It's all right. Um, and it goes well and, and, it, and it handles, it sticks well to the road. But the the build quality, they just let it, they've let itself down in the build quality. I've been chasing rattle in the back since I've had the car. I just can't get to it. Just can't that is it. one thing that will absolutely ruin anybody's yeah. ownership experience of yeah. any car. An annoying squeak or rattle that just won't yeah. go away. It's the only thing you hear. I've found myself in the past turning down the radio to listen out for a squeak or a rattle Mate, because I know it's there. I've been in the boot of that car when my brother's been driving it to try and like find where these, where these rattles coming from. Still can't get to it. I've stripped out the boot, taken everything out of there. The only thing I haven't done is taken out the back seats. I just it's just not going to be those but just no idea and I'm not why, why give I, um, I was tempted to, I was that bad I was tempted to give it to a garage but they ain't going to be much use so there we are I think that brings us to the end of our Q&A episode um, that was good that was good thank you for the questions thank you very much for the questions I, I enjoyed that um, I learned a little bit about you some of it most of it unsurprising if I'm entirely honest you know pretty much most about money anyway when it comes to cars, to be fair. But we didn't do it for each other. We did it for the fans. Yeah. All six of them. That's a lot of questions between six people, actually. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Listen, one loyal fan is better than none. One loyal fan is better than none, absolutely. And we definitely have one of those. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much for submitting the questions. We enjoyed that episode. That was our little way of celebrating... Uh, 10 episodes together managing to put up with each other and the bickering and the not seeing eye to eye about anything actually we agreed today about something kind of almost what the Lexus LFA yeah, actually, yeah. You were close to saying yeah. that would be yours as well, and then yeah, you decided yeah, yeah. to go for But BMW to be fair, that's a car you can't really have any other opinion about. Yeah, fair enough. So, but, but my point is, but yeah, we yeah, found yeah, some, yeah, yeah. it took us 10 episodes, actually, yeah. and we found some common ground. Considering we're both car guys now, we don't really agree on much. No. But that's because you're a badge wank, and I'm more about the driving experience. But this, know. for me, and this is a nice way to end up end our special 10 uh, episode. What, you're a badge episode? No. That, for me, is the beauty of the... The community that we're in, the car community, you can and you, can't you sh- really have a right and wrong, can you? You can and you should have different opinions because yeah, yeah, if yeah. everyone thought the same, every single modified car out there would be the same car that looks exactly the same, and there'll be some that we mm. look at and we'll go, "That's disgusting, that's horrible." There'll be some that I look at and go, I "Actually, quite like that," and you'll hate it, and vice versa. Yeah, that's yeah. the beauty of it, right? The for me, the car culture. Is it allows you to express yourself. It's an extension of yourself, and everyone's different. And it's almost a shame that the days of max power stick on wings and that is over because you could take some fucking rip the piss out of some people with their cars. Yeah, ex- exactly, and that was all part of the fun of it as well. So uh, yeah, I guess that that's that's what I like about being a petrolhead. No one asked that question actually. Why are you petrolheads, or what do you like about being a petrolhead? But I'm going to ask that question so I can answer it. The thing I like is the fact that I uh, I'm part of. Uh, Quite an accepting community of very, very different people. Um, Apart from O, who doesn't accept anything. He's <laughs> a twat. I don't think I can answer that question. I don't know why I'm a petrolhead. Honestly, I've probably never thought of it before today or before we started this this program in terms of like a motoring community or things like that. I genuinely don't know why. Do I enjoy it or don't I enjoy it? I just have. To, I just am. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. I is O and O is I. Yeah, I don't. You know, it's not. Honestly, in the time of now, I've never thought about like motoring communities or like 
clubs, motoring clubs. I'm not ever. I'm not with any. I ain't got time for any of them to be fair. Uh, yeah. But well, I just. I don't know why I am. I just. I just am. Well, we've been going for almost an hour and a half, so we should really shut up. Serious. And give people some Me, time. I talk, come on, let's go now. Ain't got time for nothing else. So before, shut this off. Before we do that, uh, one final thank you to everyone who has listened to us and supported us over ten episodes. Um, we're celebrating ten like it, like it is some kind of a massive landmark, and for us, it actually is. It like, is, to man. Get into, getting to ten episodes is really, really big for us. Coming but, out of nowhere and just starting up a podcast. Yeah, this this came yes. from nowhere, but inside of our brains, right? So we're really pleased that we got here. But this is just the beginning for us. You know, we we've discussed about where we want this to go. We've got some really good ideas for some future shows that I'm we can't retire off this, mate. Um, yeah, and and so. This show, hopefully, will go somewhere, but the only way that it can is by your continued support. So, like we said at the start of the show, if you've liked anything that we've said, if you managed to make it to the end of the show, or almost one and a half hours of it, thank you. And, and, and the way that you can thank us if you want to do that, leave us a review, give us a five-star rating on the, on, on the platforms that enable you to do that, and anywhere else, just subscribe. And the best thing that you can do Tell people, let somebody else know, ruin their day as well. If we've yeah. taken an hour and a half out of your day and caused you some kind of misery and stopped you from doing something else or listening to something else or watching something else, pass it on, share the love. Or set up another account, download it again. That'll do. But yeah, thank you for supporting the show. Please continue to support the show. We appreciate every single one of you. And uh, on that, we will say goodbye. Thank you. Take care. And um, I need to find a private road on the way home now. You do that. Bye. Bye.